Hi, I'm Mark Schroeder and welcome to my podcast. I'm a Christian who's convinced that the Bible is true and actually is the best way to get to know God, the one who has saved us in Jesus. This podcast is a collection of Bible bits and pieces, Bible talks that I've given in all kinds of contexts. You see, I'm an ordained Anglican minister working in Sydney, Australia as a college chaplain. My main role is to teach the Bible in a Peter 12 Anglican school. But also from time to time, I preach in church, I speak at youth groups, or I teach the Bible at other youth events. I hope that this podcast is a great way of you getting to know God a little bit better and helping you to figure out what it means to live for Him because of the saving work of Jesus Christ. Hi everyone, welcome back. Um, so this is a bit of a different podcast uh, just because it's not um, done in front of a live audience. Uh, you'd be aware that the coronavirus is just taking off around the world uh, and so that's impacted our school um, in a way that means that we no longer have the whole school here. Um, so today uh, we only have a handful of students that are here because their parents are um, in jobs that they need to work, so they're here on site doing some learning, but then the majority of the college is actually at home doing online learning. So I've had to change up the way that I deliver chapel, um, so I create a video for them, which I share to them, uh, but I'm able to take the audio out of that and add that to this podcast as well. So I'll continue to do that, but it's just going to sound a little bit different because it's not in a loaded like room full of people anymore. Uh, it's just me talking to a camera. But anyway, I hope this next one, uh, you find it interesting and um, beneficial. Uh, it's on 1 Samuel chapter 7, but um, before you listen to it, maybe take some time and just read 1 Samuel chapter 4 through to chapter 7, and I'll focus mostly on chapter 7 in this talk. Uh, this talk is all about Samuel and his rise to leadership after Eli and his sons um, are removed from leadership. Um, I hope you enjoy this next one. G'day Senior School. We're going to continue to think a little bit more about 1 Samuel today. We're going to think about the next part that comes after Samuel is told by God that he is going to be the leader of God's people instead of Eli and his two sons. But first... I wonder if you're familiar with these two applications. We've got Google Maps and we've got Apple Maps. For me, I use Google Maps all the time. Uh, to be honest, I really hate Apple Maps. Uh, Apple Maps has far too often led me astray. It's taken me to the wrong place. It's leave, left me down a dead end. Uh, it's actually led me even to the, the, the very wrong restaurant that I needed to go to. In fact, just the other day, I needed to go to a restaurant in Leichhardt. I typed in the name of the address and I put it into Apple Maps. I thought, I'm going to give Apple Maps one last go, one last try to prove to me that it is a good leader and it's a leader that is worth following. And what happened was this. I drove with my friend, we were in the car and we got closer and closer to the point that it was saying this is where the restaurant was until eventually we got there and I'm like, this is not the place. We looked, we couldn't find the restaurant that we needed there on the street. So then I turned to Google Maps and I checked Google Maps to see where it would take us if I put in that same address. And sure enough, 15 minutes, the opposite direction was where we were supposed to go. For me, Google Maps is always the better leader. Always better than Apple Maps. Apple Maps fails me time and time and time again. Well, we're going to come to a point now where we see 
this new leader raised up for God's people in the story of 1 Samuel. And the thing that we need to think about is this, that for you, you need a leader too. And your good leader is Jesus. Jesus is your good leader, the leader who leads us back to God. So let's have a bit of a think about this now. The story so far, what, we've, what, what you should have read in House Tudor up until this point, comes from chapters 4 to chapter 6. Now, if you haven't read these chapters, I actually think it will be worth you right now taking a pause moment in this video and, and reading through these scenes, reading through these chapters from chapters 4 through to 6 in 1 Samuel. There's no shame in that. Just stop this video, press pause and read it and catch up on the details. I'm going to tell you what's happened though. In this video, we see, in this video, in these chapters, we see there's great battles that God's people come face to face with a big enemy called the Philistines. And the Philistines have a huge battle against God's people called Israel. As part of that battle, there's this great moment of judgment for Eli and his two sons, Hophni and Phinehas. And the bad news for them is tragically, they die. You'll see that there's a brutal moment for Eli, where Eli hears the news of the death of his sons, and he also hears the news that this thing, the Ark of the Covenant, is actually stolen. And when he hears that the Ark of the Covenant is stolen, Eli falls backwards off his chair, he bumps his head, and he dies. And the thing is, this is exactly what God said was going to happen in this story. God said that in the, in, in the future, Eli and his sons were going to be removed as the leaders of God's people. They were going to be removed as the priests and instead somebody else would come in to be their leader. And so here's this moment. It's happened. Eli is no longer the leader. His sons are no longer the leader. But somebody else is going to be the leader. So time moves on. The Ark of the Covenant that we just mentioned, remember this box here, the Ark of the Covenant, that's like the, the big box that was with God's people all the time. And in it was some special things. But more importantly, this was the reminder for God's people that God lived among them, that he was there with them. That got stolen, but over time it came back. Through a whole bunch of moments that you read about in 1 Samuel, the Ark comes back to God's people. But not only God's people, uh, the Ark returns back, but... God's people also return back to God. They come back to God too. And they come back to God because of a new leader. And his name is Samuel. I'm going to read in the Bible now from 1 Samuel chapter 7, verses 2 to 4. I've got it up here on the screen, but my guess is it's probably going to be a little bit too small for you to see. So maybe have a Bible open right now. Maybe open it up on Bible Gateway, open it up in a physical Bible and read along with me as we think about this passage. This is what it says. The ark remained at Karath-Jerim a long time, 20 years in all. You see, time has gone on. 20 years has passed. Then all the people of Israel turned back to the Lord. So Samuel said to all the Israelites, If you're returning to the Lord with all your hearts, then rid yourselves of the foreign gods and the Ashtoreths and commit yourself to the Lord and serve him only and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So the Philistines put away their Baals and their Ashtoreths and served the Lord only. You see here, Samuel is leading God's people. And we see that all of Israel turned back to God now that the Ark of the Covenant has returned back to them. But Samuel, he steps up in front of God's people and he holds them accountable to this. 
And he says to them, if you're going to return back to God, if you're actually going to do it, then now's the time to turn away from all the other idols. And so that's what it says about the Ashtoreths and the Baals. These are the other false gods of the time, the other idols that were around the God's people, the Israelites. And Samuel says, turn away from those things. Don't have anything to do with those things anymore. You see, Samuel is a good leader who directs God's people back to God. He directs God's people away from the idols and back to God. And so we see that they hear the word of Samuel, where Samuel says, commit yourselves to the Lord. And in verse 4, the Israelites put away their idols and they follow God. Anyhow, the story continues. Let's keep reading in chapter 7, verses 5 to 6. Then Samuel says, Assemble all Israel at Mizpah, and I will intercede with the Lord for you. When they had assembled at Mizpah, they drew water and poured it out before the Lord. On that day they fasted, and there they confessed. We have sinned against the Lord, they said. Now Samuel was serving as leader of Israel at Mizpah. Do you notice here that Samuel steps up as a good leader again? And what Samuel does is he intercedes for God's people. He's like a go-between for God's people and for God. He goes to God for God's people. Now, I don't know if anyone's ever interceded for you. Maybe somebody's gone and argued on your behalf. Maybe you've had a friend who has gone in to bat for you, to defend you, or maybe just to stand up for you. Maybe you've got a friend who interceded for you when you had a crush on somebody else and they go and tell the person that you had a crush on that you like that person. They went and interceded for you. Maybe you didn't ask them to do that. Maybe you did. But here's Samuel. Samuel intercedes for God's people and he goes to God for them. And we see that because of Samuel and his leadership, God's people end up confessing to the Lord. They confessed to the Lord that they had sinned. You see, Samuel was a good leader who stood up for God's people, who interceded to God on the people's behalf. The story continues in chapter 7, verses 7 to 11. Let's read on. When the Philistines heard that Israel had assembled at Mizpah, the rulers of the Philistines came up to attack them. When the Israelites heard of it, they were afraid because of the Philistines. They said to Samuel, do not stop crying out to the Lord our God for us that he may rescue us from the hand of the Philistines. You can imagine, right? The Philistines, they're this great nation, a huge nation with a mighty army and the army comes up against God's people and they're rightly so, they're scared. But they say to Samuel, Samuel, will you go to God for us? Will you be a good leader and will you step up for us on our behalf and will you talk to God for us? And so Samuel does and look what he does. Samuel took a suckling lamb and he sacrificed it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. And he cried out to the Lord on Israel's behalf and the Lord answered him. While Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to engage in battle. But on that day, the Lord thundered with loud thunder against the Philistines and threw them into such a panic that they were routed before the Israelites. The men of Israel rushed out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines, slaughtering them along the way to a point below beth See, here's a moment where God's people need defending. They need leadership from God. And so Samuel steps up and he's like, hey God, come for your people. And he does that and he offers a sacrifice. And so what does it say here in the blue or in verse 10? On that day, the Lord thundered 
God acted for God's people and he made a way forward for God's people so that his people were successful even in this moment of gruesome battle. This story continues even more, right? Samuel's a good leader. I hope you're seeing this. Samuel's a leader who stands up for God's people. He calls people to return back to God. Samuel's a good leader who intercedes for Israel. Now we've got this. Then Samuel took a stone and he set it up between Mizpah and Shem. This is chapter 7, verses 12 to 17. He named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued, and they stopped invading Israel's territory. Throughout Samuel's lifetime, the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines. The town of from Ekron to Gath that the Philistines had captured from Israel was restored to Israel, and Israel delivered the neighboring territory from the hands of the Philistines, and there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. You see, because Samuel was a good leader, there's a whole bunch of things that happened as a result. Did you see it in the passage? Let's try and look at it now, right? So first of all, they knew that so far, God has helped us. And so because of that, all throughout Samuel's lifetime in verse 13, we see that God was against the Philistines. God continued to fight for God's people. We see also that Israel, as they were people who were saved by God, they were even able to be a blessing to other nations around them. And so we see here that they delivered the neighbouring territories from the hands of the Philistines. God fought for Israel, and so Israel were able to go on to fight for other people and to defend other people as well. And finally, there was peace. You see, four things. Samuel was a good leader, and because he was a good leader, we see enemies stopped invading, God protected, we see that other nations were blessed, and we see that peace reigns. This is a good thing because Samuel was a good leader. And we see that this continues to be the case. In chapter 7, verse 15, Samuel continues as the leader all the days of his life. And as he continues as leader, he even builds an altar to the Lord. So we can say that Samuel continued to offer sacrifices for God's people, so that God's people could continue to be with God and obey him and be forgiven by him. Samuel was a good leader that pointed God's people back to God. Samuel shared the good news. But the other thing is that as Samuel shared the good news, God's people responded to his leadership and they obeyed. We also see that Samuel interceded for his people and so as he interceded, God's people had a response to the leadership and they repented. We see that Samuel continues to be a good leader and continues to make the focus all about God. Israel have a reason for confidence in the Lord. And Samuel gave them the reminder that they belong to God. And so there were times here, and we saw here in this story, that God thundered and Israel won. But don't forget that in this story, Samuel is the leader who leads God's people back to God. He is a good leader, not a bad leader. He is a good leader, not like Eli, who was a bad leader. Not like Eli's sons, who were bad leaders. Samuel is a good leader, like Google Maps, right? Our college verse is this from John 3.16. It's right here behind me. You probably know it. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but would have eternal life. You see, the good news for you, Broughton, and the good news for me, the good news for the whole world is that God loved us so much that he has given us a good leader too. 
God has given you a good leader and that leader is Jesus. Jesus is the good leader who intercedes for you with God. He goes to God and he is the sacrifice for us for our sins so that we can be delivered from our sins, so that we would not perish, but so that, as the Bible says, we would have eternal life. Jesus is the leader who speaks. Jesus is the leader who directs us back to God. But the thing is, we need to listen. You see, in our story in Samuel, we learn that Samuel was a surprising leader, but he was the one who directed people back to God. Well, likewise, right, Jesus was a surprising leader. He led in a really strange way, remember? What did Jesus do? Jesus died. That's a strange way to lead, isn't it? But we know that by dying, Jesus brings us back to God. He brings us back to God, who is the master and the king of all. For God's people in Samuel, they desperately needed Samuel. For you and for me, we desperately need Jesus. We need Jesus because he is the leader who will bring us back to God. Broughton, I wonder, what are you going to do about this? When you discover that Jesus is the leader that you need, when Jesus is the one that God has sent, that's what our college verse says. Jesus is the leader who has come to save us from our sins so that we would not perish. Are you going to believe in him? Are you going to follow him? Are you going to let him intercede for you for your sins? I pray that you would. I pray that you would follow Jesus because he is the leader that you desperately need. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Uh, I hope that was an encouraging opportunity for you to learn something more from God's word about how he has loved us and how he has saved us and who he calls us to be in Jesus. Feel free to get in contact with me via Twitter at MRK underscore Schroeder.